It's the biggest March ever. Big premieres, big families, and big surprises. This month on Disney Plus, stream blockbusters like West Side Story, Free Guy, and Disney's Encanto, as well as original movies and series like Olivia Rodrigo Driving Home to You, Cheaper by the Dozen, Pixar's Turning Red, and Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. All of these and more streaming this month on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to another episode of Saturday Night Convos. My name's Ashley, and this is my cousin, confidant, and co-host, Reagan. And here we like to discuss things that are going on in the world. And what's going on in our own lives. Nothing is off the table here. So pull up a chair and join us for another Saturday Night Conversation. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Night Convos. I'm Reagan. And I'm Ashley. Woot woot. Um, welcome to our second episode of season two. Yeah. We are so excited to be with you for I know it seems kind of lame to call like season two, but if we do 10 episodes at a time, it's just like season two. So, hey. I don't think it's lame. uh, It's a, we are bringing you guys some amazing content. We feel like some really interesting topics to spur on your thoughts and start some conversations. And this week we are talking about millennials. That's Mm -hmm. right. Millennials. We are both millennials, um, which we get a lot of slack. Like, I feel like millennials alone get a lot of slack. Um, you know, there's a lot of stigma because, you Wait, know. Wait, hold up. Slack or flack? Slack, flack. Flack. Okay. Flack. Okay. Okay. We get a lot of flack. There you go. Um, we got a let a we get a lot of flack for slack. <laughs> Whoa, um, you know because there's a lot of room or not rumors, but like I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> so what is a millennial? What is a millennial? Because I was dot, really dot. surprised to learn this. Okay, so I googled it and. It from the Canadian Encyclopedia says uh, the millennial generation, also known as Generation Y, refers to a cohort of people born roughly between 1980 and 1996. Though some have a more restrictive de- definition, most millennials are children of members of the baby boom, ge- boom generation. Um, so they also say millennials are often compared to and defined by the ways which, in which they are both a product of and a challenge to their parents' generational traits, which I think that's <laughs> really interesting, right? Because, you know, our parents were yeah. 60 years ago um, and just in how much societal ch- change and views have you know, so we're being compared to that. Yep. Yeah. It's, so it's crazy. And I'm so excited to get into this mm-hmm. because it's something that is always on my mind. But I was really surprised to learn that the the years of date go from 1982 to 1996. Because when I think of a millennial, I always think of like somebody between, well, from the time, like between 20 and 30. Once yeah. you're 30, you should have the rest of your life figured out. But clearly, 
that is not the case the case yeah Yeah. so that really right off the bat surprised me yeah see we both learned something (laughs) i know i didn't realize that either yeah so technically my brother who's born in 1997 is no millennial he's gen x no yeah he's gen x wow so all right and now is there a difference between you you have two older sisters so you would all be considered millennials apparently according to this definition so is there a difference between you and your sisters and the way you approach things and your brother who is a quote-unquote different generation by like a year um do you see those? See, traits? I think I see. I'm gonna Google it because just in our personalities, yes, mm-hmm. I would say we're different. But there's also gender, right? Yeah. Like, like yes or no? Yes and no. Yeah. Um, I I'm gonna pose the same question to you because mm-hmm. your siblings are of a different. Um, I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that he's a different gender. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also does do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is definitely his own specific character. <laughs> so what about you? You have siblings that were of a different... Yeah, they were so, older. They, so I was, I was not supposed to happen. I was like the surprise but your parents were so happy uh, i know right um but so my sister is 16 years older than i am and my brother is 13 would have been 14 so 77 79 so i looking back like there's definitely a difference Mm -hmm. um i don't know i just i feel like they had oh, this is going to sound really bad and maybe this is just um part and parcel of me being the youngest and just watching them but they they were like they were hard workers i'm not saying i'm not a hard worker but i just work in a different way but they were hard workers they worked for what they you know my sister worked to go to school right and they were just of a different generation and they were raised old school too right so there was a difference i would say and even like my sister these days she doesn't understand the things like that i deal with i feel like so like my inability to like choose a career or my anxieties over whatever i may be anxious over that day i don't think she fully understands that because it is a different it's a generational thing right Mm -hmm. and these days we as millennials we have so many options but yet i feel a few fewer no no i i I was i was thinking about this on my way to work like as a you know i i'm a educated middle income white female Mm -hmm. um I should I should be able to go out and just get a job, right? Like, yeah. so why am I going back to school and taking on more debt? Yeah. Um, and I 
it was actually in my class a couple of weeks ago. They were like, you know, everybody here is, you know, fortunate to be here. And, you know, because not everybody it could be able to go back to graduate school. Yeah. But I'm like, even in that way though, right? Like there's people who here who are taking on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? No, everybody in your program would be taking on what? 20, right. 20 grand in debt. Easy. Right. So um, I don't know where, exactly where I was going with that. Um, but it's not easy to, to make yeah. those choices. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. there's a lot of thought and everything that goes into what am I going to do for the rest of my life? It's not like 50 years ago where you could buy a house and just live there and food was, you could spend $300 a month on food. And, you know, keep the same job for 20 years uh and, you know, I mean, you could probably do that. It's that, it's, it's that, it's that other thing of like, am I happy in this? Right. Mm -hmm. Our parents' generation, they just did it because that was expected of them. The millennial generation, I feel like we've, you know, we've been told that we can, we can have the world, the, the, the world is our oyster, make the best of it. Right. I think, I think as a, as a generation, we're striving, I think we're striving for more and in a way that's positive, but in a way we're constantly going more, more, more. Yeah. And I think that is in a way leading to the social stigmas and, and the anxiety and, you know, in a way like, you know, striving to be our best selves is always a good thing, but but then again, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't have both sides of the coin all the time. Yes. And that is something I am learning. You can't. As quoted in my one of my favorite movies, you can't have roots and wings. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it has to be one or the other. Yeah. And for me, I try, you had mentioned, what did you mention? You mentioned, you know, we were talking jobs and careers and, Right? And mm-hmm. a striving for more. I try to do things purposefully. So when I'm thinking about taking on debt for graduate school, I've been thinking through that for years, saying, do I really need to do that? Do I want to do this? Is that something that I really want to take on? Yeah. Or, you know, when you're looking at that job, like I look at a job and I see 30 years and I'm like, I don't think I can commit. I for my own well-being i can't commit to this job for 30 yeah. years right and it's just like you we as millennials we are it, it's very easy to be you know laser focused on now yes but also like have the ability to have like x-ray vision mm-hmm. and see like 30 years or try to like see 30 years down the line and what will what will our lives be if, you know, we take this job or we go this place or we go down, right? There's that famous Robert Frost poem. Two um, roads diverged by yellow wood. Sorry, I could not travel both, but be one traveler longer I stood, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yes. And I took the road less traveled one. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's hard to write. You're supposed to live in the moment and mindfulness and it's hard to do that sometimes when 
you're like, well, what would happen if I did this? Or what if this? And yeah. right, I I don't practice mindfulness nearly as much as I should because I have anxiety and I've dealt with depression and yeah, like I, yeah, but I'm constant. Actually, you know what? I have actually been doing it like today mm-hmm. yeah. because I'm like, I need to just take a breath. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you're like, what if I don't do this? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's a lot of what millennials do because we've watched my father-in-law retired at 55. Like, you know, like um, baby boomers, they're getting to retire like at a good age, like 65, 55, whatever age they're retiring. I don't know if our generation is going to be able to do that. Well, and I see, I think, like, I think we yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, no. So what I was going to say on retirement was, I feel like our generation, we're kind of like, this doesn't go for everyone, but I would say like there, there is, I don't know if you'd class it as a minority or majority, but there are a specific group of people or a certain group of people that look at the idea of retirement and say, well, why don't I just do this now? Why don't I just travel now? Mm-hmm. Why am I going to wait? 30 years work at a job that I may may or may not like and then go do it right so why not go now yeah right and I I feel like that's a very common common thing right yeah I mean yeah so and I feel like as millennials we're more like we live to work not work to live like we're very much more in the moment yeah and I know that for myself personally, I, I've watched, like, I grew up in a family where, like, we traveled a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but my parent, like, their life, my, my growing up, we revolved around my, my family's business. Okay. And so for myself and, like, my partner, our importance is around our family unit and mm-hmm. I try like traveling for me is really important because I want those life experiences for my son yeah, yeah. and I just you never know when something's gonna happen oh absolutely so yeah, yeah. and that that's again that's a very millennial mindset to have right so I'm okay with it though you know what I think I think we have to be because yeah I mean, you can get, you can, you can come to this conclusion very easily just by the things that are going on in this world today, or you can look at your past lived Mm -hmm. experience, but life is short. It is. Tomorrow's not always guaranteed. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I'm, I think saving for retirement, like is very important as well. Like I'm both ways, but I'm also just like, you know, I might not live to retirement. And I think that is my mindset. That's very different from a baby boomer Yeah, because like they did, they saved like yeah. my grandmother saved everything. She was 89 <laughs> or sorry, 88 and she saved everything, but she was also, she grew up in during the depression. Yeah. yeah. So, Oh no, my, my father hoards everything. 
everything and that comes from his parents who also grew up in the depression right yeah but it's it's funny how these generational characteristics just kind of care no i find it so interesting i find this topic so interesting because of the comparison between because obviously my my parents were older when they had me so naturally my dad is almost 70 now and so these generational ideas of the 60 70 year old age group you know i tell my dad oh i'm going back to school i'm applying to teachers college he's like oh you have a job i didn't know that mm-hmm. why are you doing that right and it the idea of correlating happiness with the way that you live your life whether that's yeah. your career or whatever choices you may make it doesn't always correlate so easily for them right because mm-hmm. as we said they grew up got married sorry they grew up got a job got married had a house had kids boom that was their life until they retired right mm-hmm. and so everything was very mapped out for them whereas for us again the two I, feel like we, I feel like we have more choice yes. but i also feel like there's more not expectation but you know there's there's judge there's still judgment there which yes there is there is there there's absolutely judgment i would say we have there are more choices open to us but there are also a lot more barriers take for example if you don't have a sorry even if you go to university and you get a ba degree you're not necessarily going to end up in, you know, your dream job right away. And more yeah. times than none, you're going to have to go back and get that master's degree or that professional diploma mm-hmm. to even have a chance at that job. That you- I googled <laughs> difficulties of being a millennial and it came up. So there's this website. It's like some therapist in like beverly hills california (laughs) but they have a specific like part of their site devoted to millennials and so seven problems millennials face today was on their website so do you want to try and guess all seven of them ashley oh and then we can go through oh um i don't even know where to start um we've already touched on some of them okay um stigma about being lazy no okay That's why don't you just one of them <laughs> okay so getting debt, a job uh that that is one of them actually okay. yeah okay so number one so these are the seven problems millennials face today so number one is student debt so we already talked about that and this is coming out of the states and their student debt even for a ba degree is is like a hundred thousand yeah it's crazy it's i think my undergrad was 20 so do the math there yeah um two unemployment slash i also put multiple job changes yeah so the website pointed to like um like millennials just you know not necessarily being happy in a job so they'll quit and then they'll go get another job or you know the job that they get they get laid off from right away right and it's Mm -hmm. that whole thing again getting out of school 
and you've got like what 50 people competing for like one specific job right i mean i know when i so after i got sick i went back to work and i ended up taking a year off of work i probably applied to 200 jobs and every time it was nope sorry it's very nope. competitive. It, it's incredibly competitive. And it didn't help that I had that gap. But the point is, right? It's so crazy. Um, okay, three. Lower wages. I was kind of surprised by this. Um, but I guess it would make sense if millennials are taking more jobs in like uh, minimum wage jobs. But still... I don't know. I found that one kind of surprising because if, I mean, if you get into like a firm, you would be, you would expect to have like a decent wage, right? You would think. Yeah. Now that could also correspond to like benefits and stuff, right? Yeah. Because, you know, there's more contracts being offered today and a lot of millennials do contract work. Mm-hmm. And companies but, put that contract at work out so that they don't have to pay the benefits. That is true. Right? Which is a big problem in the States. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to, like, you know, not saving for retirement and all of this stuff because they can't afford to. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. Number five is housing costs. And this one is on my mind constantly now because... A, I'm ready to move out. But B, <laughs> the housing prices around where I live are like up threefold over what they were last year. It's insane. Little semis are going for like $350,000 now when they were going for $195,000 probably three or four years ago. It's insane. It makes me sad. I know our housing prices down in Windsor, Essex have raised 18% over a year. Um, And I know for myself, like my partner owns our house and we um, thought about building like three years ago and it was too much then. And now we almost bought last year and that didn't work out because like we put an offer in and then the bank was like oh yeah you can't carry both mortgages at the same time and we were like thanks for telling us and okay so we're not buying that and now we're like potentially looking into a modular home so that's like a so it's frustrating Mm -hmm. right because You know, like, I have before made a decent, like, income. Like, we're we're in a good spot financially. It's just, one, I'm young. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sucks. Like, and I feel for people who I know who are around my age, Mm -hmm. like, how do you rent? Yeah and pay the rental prices because our rates are similar to London. Yeah. And how do you save? Anyways, yeah, no, the rent, the rent around here is insane. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, yes, I'm ready to move out, but like, 
I can't afford to move out and put food on the table and, you know, yeah. like, I would literally be living in a shoebox. In a shoebox. Welcome to my shoebox. Yeah. I don't know. It's, right, like, I've worked in this and it's just, it's, I don't see it getting any better. Yeah. Yeah, well, the market here is projected to go down 20% in the new year. Oh, that's so, exciting. Hopefully, and I think that's for all of Canada. Oh. But the point is, is that um, housing prices here are astronomically high. Like, you've got houses that a few years ago would have sold for, like, $150,000, now going for upwards of four or $5,000. It's crazy. crazy. It's insane. And I don't know. It just gives a little credence to our generation actually being able to afford homes. It's nobody's going to be able, like nobody under 30 is going to be able to be a homeowner unless you are a lawyer or a doctor. Well, and even then, like, well, and see, this is the other, this is the other thing that, I don't know. I've always tried to stay out of debt. Mm-hmm. I paid off my student loans. I didn't carry any debt until my car payment. That was the most debt I had up until I think last year when I went back to school mm-hmm. to do HR. Um, but there's this constant like nagging in my head now at the thought of people my in in our generation are taking on debt like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Like, if I want to go back to school, if I want to go to teacher's college, I'm going to have to take on debt. If I want to buy a house, that's debt. Yeah. Right? And it's just like this, I don't know, I feel like we were always encouraged not to go into debt, right? We mm-hmm. were always encouraged to be fiscally, man- like, financially savvy, right? Mm-hmm. But now as 20-somethings, we're being told, well, if you want to do this, you have to take this amount out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just, it's counterintuitive to me. And it's something I'm coming to terms with because I don't like the idea of a week. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree because, right, like, I carry a car loan. Yeah. And lots of fun stuff like that. Like, it, that doesn't bug me as much because, like, yeah. I'm like, as long as I make my payment. Mm-hmm. it's fine yeah um so that doesn't bug me like i yeah. don't love the fact of how long my payment is but mm-hmm. you know got got me a new shiny car <laughs> uh, um it's, it's more of like how much like a house payment is yeah and how high it is for yeah. what it is i'm like yeah. it's a house yeah that's on this tiny piece of property yeah that like that's how much money like to me i can't reason with that Mm -hmm. i just but try comparing that to rent right because a house a mortgage payment is usually lower than rent payment general right that's true no that is true i mean like Reason paying $1,600 for a shoebox apartment in, mm-hmm. like, a good part of town. Right? Yeah. I just write, like, a lot of people, that's 25 years. And I'm like, yeah. that's... Yeah. 
I just, I, I, I can't. Yeah. Again, a lot of people do it. Yep. Yep. So, and you know what? We will all do it at some point, Lord willing, if we're blessed and lucky enough. But I mean, <laughs> anyways, okay. So that's number five, haves and costs. So it's six, and this is one that I can relate to a lot: is caring for aging parents. So I've I've said my dad is almost seventy, and I've lived with him since you know my mom died 10 years ago and I felt a lot in the past year like it's on I wouldn't say it's like on me but I feel like it's on me to have cared for him right Mm -hmm. to cook and to clean because those are things that he does not do and even now to like to be like his person that he talks to constantly right and yeah, my counselor to your list yeah i know i'm a doctor i'm a counselor i'm everything i'm a technician of phones and tvs that doesn't bug me as much but i definitely feel like i'm caring for my parent and i mean yes i have a sister she doesn't live at home though and she doesn't deal with half the stuff and I feel like sometimes this makes me feel entitled, but at the same time, it's it's true. Like, mm-hmm. I do feel a burden. And lately, I've been feeling burnout from, like, caring for him. For, you know, like, yeah, being that person that he interacts with constantly. And, you know, all, all the stuff, right, that comes with that. No, it's yeah. it's a lot when you're constantly interacting with Yeah. I get it from a four year old. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's a lot. And I've had to remind myself that it's not my job mm-hmm. to care for him. Yeah. Right? I I live with him and yes, I love my father and yes I do cook for him because I want to eat. He doesn't cook and if nobody cooks, well then we don't eat. But it's it's just it's it's been ten years, and I'm just and I worry about him too, right? When you lose a parent, it's natural to yeah. worry about your other living parent, and that yeah. that is part of it. But it's just it it can be exhausting at times. So I definitely get where that is coming from. Yeah, and I think right you're especially because you live with your dad you're gonna you're gonna feel that a little bit more (laughs) yeah okay so number seven and i found this one really interesting so last week we covered mental health and i just have to mention this because this is so relevant both to, to, to what we're talking about tonight but also to last week's episode mental health concerns so ashley did you know that It's the biggest March ever. Big premieres, big families, and big surprises. This month on Disney Plus, stream blockbusters like West Side Story, Free Guy, and Disney's Encanto. As well as original movies and series like Olivia Rodrigo Driving Home to You, Cheaper by the Dozen, Pixar's Turning Red, and Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. All of these and more streaming this month on Disney Plus. 12% of millennials have a diagnosed anxiety order compared to 6% 
um, of the baby boomer generation. I did not. That's really interesting. Isn't that interesting? And I think that just speaks to, again, what we were talking about earlier, those societal pressures that are, mm-hmm. right? Not only well, societal pressures, but then, you know, it's self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Imposing specific thoughts of where we should be. Why aren't we here? Why aren't we doing that? How can I get from point A to point B, right? Yeah. So, no, that's really interesting. I looked up five stereotypes because I don't know about you, but it actually kind of bugs me whenever I hear something being like, this generation, they don't like working. <laughs> um, because, right, it's actually our generation. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so. Well, and I mean, you think about it, like, the millennial generation, we've done a lot. We've accomplished a lot. Like, if we're talking 82 to 96, well, Mark Zuckerberg made Facebook, Twitter, there's Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Cell phones. The seniors wouldn't have their cell phones if millennials had Oh, my God. What would your dad do? Oh, my God. <laughs> I asked him last week if he wanted a flip phone. I got a resounding no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, okay, so the first one. Uh, millennials set the bar too high because of a sense of entitlement. What is your thoughts on that? Millennials set the bar too high because of what was a it? Entitlement? S- yeah, because of a sense of entitlement. I would say so. I would say there is a sense of entitlement in millennials, especially when it comes to education. I can see that. But I would also argue that the bar is set high because society expects it to be set high, right? Yeah. Um, yes, that, I I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, I feel for myself personally, like I I don't believe I set the the bar like I believe I set my own bar like I I set like I set myself a harb a high a high a high <laughs> bar um so maybe yeah so I guess I guess yeah like yeah I yeah. expect myself to do well and then if it falls I'm just like well bad Ashley um this one bugs me okay I guess a lot of things bug me yeah uh, millennials are lazy huh that's interesting. Okay. See, I so, wouldn't say we're lazy. I would say we just work smarter. Yes, yeah, smarter, right? not harder. Yeah. Like, so I wrote down a couple stats. So only thirty percent of millennials see themselves as hardworking, and only twenty percent see themselves as responsible. Hmm. So we're talking about people born between nineteen eighty, nineteen ninety six. Yeah. So nine people born in 1980 are now 40. Yeah. And they so, don't see themselves as responsible. Yes. Wow. Interesting. I don't know. Do you see yourself as responsible? I think I am. Yeah. 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 I I yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I mean like, I <laughs> Yeah. What were you saying, and I'm like really like I'm proud of my work ethic, and like maybe not all people like have like view that as me, but yeah. like, I 
I'm proud of the fact that I view myself as a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Huh. interesting. The next one I do agree with. Okay. Uh, millennials work to live rather than live to work. So I do agree with this one. Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. As we said, housing prices, cost of living. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly, I only go to work because I have to go to work. Yeah. Right. Like I'm going to do something I enjoy. Yes. Um, but typically like, yeah. All right. Millennials are compulsive job hoppers. See, and that was in the seven problems, right? Constant job change or unemployment. I wouldn't say I'm surprised by that. I think it's, I think it's partially like, I think another one in that list was work environment that I skipped over, but it's like being respected by the employer, right? Mm-hmm. Being rewarded for your work, and if your work isn't valued, then why are you working there? Yeah, right? yeah. I mean. It's, it might not be something that you or I might think of right now, mm-hmm. but it is a, a valid a valid reason in especially like the creator circles, right? Like the yeah. the graphic designers or the photographers or the writers, um, or even just people who work in an office, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is a valid. I will say, sorry, I keep on cutting you off. I it's okay. That's okay. I will say, I, the last job that I had, yeah. I had an amazing supervisor who, like, took the time to validate you. Mm-hmm. So, I understand, like, where, the, like, the creators, like, having that, um, yeah. and it, it matters. Yeah, and it might not just be validation. It would just be, like, also compensation, right? Like, again, yeah. A lot of jobs are contract jobs nowadays mm-hmm. because the employers don't want to pay the benefits and they don't want to pay the vacation time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're in a full-time job where maybe you're getting an hourly salary, but you're not getting any of those benefits, you're not feeling like you're appreciated for the work yeah. that you do, right? Very, very true. Yeah. Uh, and the last one is millennials have little time for experienced colleagues. Sorry, say that again? Millennials have little time for experienced colleagues. So, like, spending time with colleagues? Um, just uh, other things millennials value in the workplace are reverse monitor mentoring. The opportunity to teach skills to older colleagues as well as learn from them and spend time discussing new ways of working, mentoring, and developing leadership. Interesting. I will say I enjoy connecting with the older folks that I work with. Interesting. So what is like the hardest thing that you found of being like a millennial, especially like, I don't know, the past like year or two? What's kind of the, like your, your I don't know, what, what makes you like happy to be a millennial, but what also like, you know, challenges um, you with being a millennial? I think probably one of the tougher things, especially like when I was working, was um, being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. 
that was that was difficult um especially because i'm blonde so people would like kind of make preconceptions mm-hmm. um but you know i i enjoy being a millennial like i mm-hmm. i i think we have a good um like view and outlook on life like i think as a millennial i think we have more choices and mm-hmm. i think that's amazing i think as a society we've adapted and we're becoming more um open to change mm-hmm. and yeah you know i think we still have a ways to go but i think we're doing awesome yeah yeah what about you um I guess the best thing about being a millennial is just, like, the thing that I enjoy is just, like, my brain is always going. Mm -hmm. There's always, like, new ideas and thoughts in my head and, like, what if I did this? Or, you know, what if I tried, you know, making this? Or my mind is just always going. And I I don't know. It's just, it's always going. It's like, will you please shut up? (laughs) Um... But yeah, so no, it definitely, like, the creative side of me is very much in tune with being a millennial. Um, I would say the hardest thing is, again, that, like, that preconceived notion or that societal pressure of, like, um, conforming. Mm-hmm. Um, I often, I work, I work supply, so I don't have, like, a specific set place that I go I don't have a contract I I bounce around it's it's the type see one type of nomadic lifestyle that I'm comfortable with (laughs) but often I'm asked like do you want full-time like are you going to apply to contracts and Every time I say, like, uh, no, not right now, or, like, um, you know, I, I'm doing this, or whatever, they're like, oh, like, all these older ladies, they're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, and I can, like, I can sense, like, they're like, why? Like, why don't you just, like, settle down and take this, you know, specific job, or, you, you know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah. that, it's that, that generational gap in, like, understanding and thought yeah and so that's where i get a lot of like judge i i i don't want to say judgment but judgment both of myself on like from myself in my head to my heart but also from the judgment that i feel of others in that moment so yeah no i i i i get what you mean like it's hard to Right, it's hard to put yourself in somebody other somebody else's shoes. Yeah, and like I know I'm in a different position, right? And mm-hmm. like I don't even know how to explain it, but when I went back to work, like mm-hmm. being like, gosh, my words are really bad today. <laughs> um. Like, just constantly worrying about what's best for for Liam and just 
I don't know. I'm just gonna leave it there. Are you enough? Are you are you doing enough? Is that what you're trying to get at? Yeah. Like there's just for me as a millennial, I liked how you were going there. That's why I wanted to add on. Yeah. I guess for me as a millennial, it's ideal. I you know, I want to I want to I, I don't want to conform because I get where you're going with your brain's constantly going. Like yeah. mine's like that too. Yeah. Um, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Like I yeah. I like that aspect of being a millennial. Yeah. I liked I like the fact that like it worked with me for for what I did for work. Like I'm constantly going and I'm yeah. I'm really good at that and I can balance lots of things and I'm I'm a really great multitasker. Mm-hmm. But I also my family's very traditional and I've, because I live a very not different lifestyle, like Mm -hmm. I'm not married and I do get a lot of flack for that. See, I said flack this time. (laughs) I just sometimes, right. When you don't conform to societal, the societal norm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even though you yourself are happy and you're good, sometimes you still internalize some of that 100 percent. so yeah i feel like everybody can relate with that statement yeah yeah and i think it's more of just you know you have to be happy with where you are on the inside and just kind of just leave all that other stuff out because yeah Yeah. you know be the best you can be exactly exactly yeah no, and as millennials, we really had to learn how to like tune out, right, the rest of the noise, and just yeah. be okay with people not being okay with how one might live their life, right? Whether, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's something that you know. I think, right, we've been millennials for twenty-eight years, and mm-hmm. it's only been the last couple years that I've been good I, I don't even want to say the last couple of years maybe the last year mm-hmm. where I have been good yeah at tuning up that noise yeah yeah no I I think I'm good at it and then it like takes over and I'm like what am I doing where am I going and it's that constant self-comparison right yeah yeah it's that constant get in your head and compare yourself to your peers mm-hmm. that you went to school with who are you know god knows where doing god knows what but the funniest thing is is i always have to remember this is that you know things appear one way on the outside right so for me looking in they appear one way mm-hmm. but they could be a completely different way for that specific person and that person you know might have like a great job they might own their house but they might not also be happy that's no that's really true like that that is that is a frame of thought that i'm constantly challenging myself with because i'm like why am i right why am i in this you know season of longing for whatever or this phase of like i don't want to call it jealousy but let's be honest let's call a spade a spade sometimes we get jealous of other people yeah and the places in which they are right mm-hmm. 
And I think that's a normal thing for millennials, um, especially when we start comparing ourselves. But I'm constantly challenging myself. Like, I'm happy. So why am I when, you know, they could, it looks great, but it may not all be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I think we constantly need to be challenging ourselves, like, and just keeping ourselves on our toes because it's, and the way you put that is right there. It might be a big brick house, but what's really inside it? Yeah. Yeah. It could be a three alarm fire for all you know. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. And that is us as millennials. As millennials, yeah. It's challenging. How would you characterize, if you could think of like three words to characterize being a millennial as, what would you like say? Um, I would say, um, it's it's an adventure it's i want to say facade mm-hmm. and i don't know what else um <laughs> you have to have three ashley come on Uh, I want to say challenging. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you stole one of mine. So I would characterize being a millennial as challenging, rewarding. Yeah, that's a good one. And just diabolically head spinning because most of the time I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. 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 Easy. It is. It's Crazy. I right like every day you're yeah. like I'm here. Yeah. I'm taking deep breaths. Yeah. I'm going to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah like yeah. you know every day it's just like I love my life yeah. but yeah I, I I don't I don't really know it's just and when I say like facade it's more of just like there are some people that like I don't know if you're like this but it's almost like a facade that I have to be around Mm-hmm. because I don't I have to be careful how I act around them mm-hmm. yeah yeah no I I get that I I experience that more if I'm amongst my peers that I went to school with mm-hmm. right it's going back to that self-comparison piece yeah. that we just talked about right yeah. so that's where I feel like I put up a facade because, you know, I I have had different experiences and I am in a much different place with different perspectives yeah. than most of my peers. And while that can be all well and good, 
at times and I wouldn't change that. It can also be challenging in that self-comparison realm, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ah, damn personal growth. I tell ya. <laughs> well, I think we covered some good stuff tonight. Yes. Yes. Did you have anything else to add on millennials? I think I'm good. Um, guys, I hope we covered something that can, you know, help your understanding. If- All right, guys. Um, that is it for tonight. Um, you can find us everywhere you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, if you go to Instagram, you can find us on Instagram at Saturday Night Convos, and you can just find everything there. You can follow us on Twitter at Convos Night. We're getting better at updating that, I promise. And um, if you have opinions on what you've heard tonight, or there is a specific topic that you want to chat about, you can email us at SaturdayNightConvos at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe and also comment because we would love your feedback on what we're doing so we can tailor it more to what you guys want to hear. Awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys, and we hope you all have a fantastic night. It's the biggest March ever. Big premieres, big families, and big surprises. This month on Disney Plus, stream blockbusters like West Side Story, Free Guy, and Disney's Encanto. As well as original movies and series like Olivia Rodrigo Driving Home to You, Cheaper by the Dozen, Pixar's Turning Red, and Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. All of these and more streaming this month on Disney Plus. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.